This episode is brought to you by Lee. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit to your body, not to some passing fad or body shape ideal. That's why Lee makes denim that gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com, to shop spring looks now. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham, I guess. And I, I <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I was like, You're, should I say the last name? I forgot for a second. I, you know, you do a lot of podcasts too. I'm like, there's some yes. ones where I do the whole name. There's some ones where I do the first name. It's hard to remember. I, I know what you mean. I had that. I flubbed it yesterday. Exactly the same way where I was like, who am I talking to? What's going on right. here? What's <laughs> happening? Um, what show am I doing today? And they all kind of mix and match. And it's uh, I'm Jared Freed, if anyone's wondering. Right. I, I, I'm Ron is, Burgundy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about dating. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's good to be back. It's good to see you, Jordana, virtually. We're inching closer and closer to getting to an in-studio taping situation, aren't we? I know the Betches podcast room is almost ready. It looks incredible. I'm excited for you to see the office and, and the whole we're gonna situation. Have like vid- video content. We're going to look like uh, a real like thing, right? Is that yeah. the plan? We're getting the hell off Zoom. It's going to be great. Where are you now? You're in like the are you in a room? I'm a, it looks like you're in like I'm a in Miami. Okay. I'm in a, I'm in an undisclosed <laughs> location. I went to Miami in between shows and I was just in Boston. The Boston shows were fantastic. Thank you to everyone who's been coming. And I'm going to be in Dallas this weekend, but this will have already come out. So thank you, the Dallas people. I'm sure you guys are amazing, too. Um, that that sounds like so dishonest. So I'm like, yeah, you guys will be fine, too. I'm um, sure you'll no, be but I, Yeah, I, I mean, the people who have come out have been unbelievable. But I was like, I, I've just been in this mode of like show, 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 podcast, 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 never shutting up. And I was like, why don't I just go to Miami and never shut up while looking at a beach for like a few days. Yeah. And that's kind of what I did. Yeah. I, I just kind of came right here after Boston weekend. And it's really like, I mean, it's just, I, I what a different lifestyle here for people. Like you start to like, think about like, how do people like live down here? You know what I mean? How do you get anything done? I think. How right? do you get yeah. anything? Totally. I like mean, I'm sitting here itching to be at a beach, just drinking. Like I want to be, Totally. Marks. Right. I mean, I, I went to Florida with Mike probably like a year ago and he went to University of Miami or mm. Miami University. I don't know what you call the one. It's in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> the U. The U or whatever they call it, even though I think that's absurd because <clears throat> yeah. every college is the U. Every university is the U. <laughs> um, but he took me on a tour of the campus and I was like, holy shit, like your parents paid for this. This is like incredible. It looks like a country yeah. club. There's like hot girls in bikinis just like walking around like the campus, like by the pool. Yeah. How did you learn anything here? This is like there's a campus pool, like even the idea that there's that. Yeah. I I think about that all the time. I mean, there's a reason there's no Ivy League schools in in warmer climates like there's Yeah, there's just, uh, (laughs) you know, you um, there's a reason, you know, people go to Rollins College and not Harvard. But I. I will say it is um, that's Rollins is my go to punchline school. Like the just like, you know, I've gotten a lot Big of feedback from like Des Moines, Iowa. 
<laughs> not even. It's just like that was like the school where like but you you pay, you go, you know, like type right. of thing. That's how yeah. I always understood it. I don't know. They'll be angry. They'll be sending me messages that they hate me. Um, yeah. So it is weird. You're like, I, I mean, it, it'll be like Tuesday here. And you're like, how am I not at the beach? And it's like, how does anyone? It's like, it's Tuesday. Right. Fucking relax and do your job, you know? Yeah. How does anyone get anything done? I don't get it. I mean, it seems like amazing. Great retirement area. It's like when I've done totally. all of my work for my life, <laughs> this is where I go. Where I lay my head when the job is done. Yeah. Exactly. I, um, how are you, Jordana? What's going on in your life? Are, I, are we in wedding? We're in wedding prep mode. I have, I have an exciting update on my braces is that. Um, oh, my God. You know, that someone who do you know what tend is? So they're all around. Tend is like a dental, like a dentist, like sort of like a millennial dentist. Okay. A dentist for the new era. Right. The new era of like there's Netflix and the TV things. Everything's like digital. It's like a whole. um, Totally. It's they're great. Right. And it's just it's very like much a millennial sensibility. So that's where I went to get my braces done. Um, So someone from there, I guess heard this podcast, realized, put together that that was where I had my braces. And they reached out to me and they're like, we're going to figure out a way to get your braces off by the wedding. We're going to figure it <laughs> out. <laughs> we're getting you to the wedding. <laughs> Seriously. And they reached out and they came up with this whole plan for me. Um, and they sent me like a lovely care package and flowers. And um, wow. they've been really amazing. And th- we have a plan. We're hoping to get them off like the week of my wedding. I'm very, I'm very excited. So I wanted to give them a little bit of a, a nice little shout out because they are doing everything in their possible, in their human power, possibly to get my teeth looking straight and braces off before this wedding. So we did kind of trash them and compare them <laughs> to used car salesmen. So this is a nice. <laughs> Nice to right. hear that they're having some retribution and doing right by the customer instead of just getting you in there and getting those braces on you. So you have to pay for them and promising you everything you want to hear. You're right. Like this is a this is a nice comeback. Exactly. Yeah. No, they've been they've been um, they've been very good since. I mean, honestly, like everyone there has always been very friendly. It was just like that initial mm. thing, which like the managing the expectations, which. I believe they're working on and I would I would like to to shout them out as having really uh listen come through for me. This is kind of like a subject like it relates to this podcast like managing expectations is kind of dating. You know, like if yes. you let someone know where you're going, what you're thinking, how you're feeling before things get put into action, you're usually pretty good in this whole thing. You know, so totally. I mean lesson learned for everybody. You're either going to get the flowers sent to you because you're asking I mean, to the people at home you're not to the people at home the lesson here is always complain right <laughs> <laughs> i mean here's the thing we have we have a platform right we have mm-hmm. a good amount of listeners and we have a platform so it's like i never want to put anyone on blast that's why like when i was having when i was discussing the thing i didn't really say their name but like now that they're mm-hmm. do- killing it i'm happy to like talk about them glow glow them up a little bit yeah somehow they found me but i'm glad (laughs) listen this is uh you know as with people with platforms some people use their platform for social change and good we're using ours um (laughs) to get our dental grievances fixed and our soho memberships 
uh, fulfilled. Exactly. We're really helping <laughs> the world with this platform. They even threw in a free whitening treatment. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> listen, that should make the audience happy. And to the audience at home, you guys need to know we're doing a live show. The tickets are selling. It's going to sell out. We're almost there. You got to get them now. Get them now. You're going to miss out. Um, I'm, I'm going to get the DM. We have my one friend forgot. No, 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 no. There's literally not very many tickets Listen, left. So get that group chat. And people are traveling the border, from other places. The borders next month are opening. And do you know what the Canadians, you know what their first trip into the United States is going to be? It's going to be to New York City on December 8th to see Jared and I. That's the one. That's the first thing they're doing when they touch down on United States soil is going to you up live show. So you guys can make it. (laughs) The amount of Canadians I have heard from being like, we're coming. We're coming all the way from, you know, Nova Scotia. And you go, wow, this is amazing. It's going to be an event. Everyone just go to your get your tickets, betches.co slash you up live 21. It's December 8th, Wednesday night. Make it a weekend. Get that group chat involved. And again, I, I have to keep saying this because it's an event for everybody. This isn't just, you know, this isn't insider jokes. This isn't, you know, uh, inside baseball. This isn't us doing, you know, fan service. This is an event for the whole group chat. Get them all involved. December 8th. It's a Wednesday night. New York City. Big theater. They're going to sell out. So make sure you get those tickets now. Anything else, Jordan, before we get into the episode? I'm ready to go. Do you have any other shows that are coming up that you want to I mean, talk I, about? I got shows. I don't know. Um, they're all already I, sold out. You guys are yeah, too late. <laughs> you guys were good at the, at, the, at the end of the show. New Brunswick, New Jersey, Perrysburg, Ohio, Buffalo, New York, Syracuse, New York, uh, and Town Hall, the, the U Up Live. That's coming up. So... Uh, jaredfree.com for any tickets associated with um, anything. I, yeah, the tickets are on my website too for you up live. So jaredfree.com, get involved. What are we talking about today, Jordana? Today we're talking about the age old issue of how do you get your boyfriend to put in more effort in bed? Mm, the age old. Have you ever dealt with this, Jordana? Do you deal with this in your relationship? Because I, right. the effort in bed thing, it it comes out of... Effort in bed, like, when it comes to, like, a one-night stand, you might be able to get over it. You're like, we just kind of romped. Like, you don't really expect that. The effort in bed conversation seems to happen in this, like, six-month to a year period of time where it's understandable and we can all, like, empathize, I guess. Like, right? Don't you you think that's it's, it's like, a more understandable issue? That's when it starts, yeah. And, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, there is... There's, it's inevitable. I think that you lose that initial like, oh my god, like I'm so excited to be. You know what I mean? Like every sexual mm. experience with the person is like a heightened, exciting thing. Like eventually, six months in, you're you're in, you move in together. Like it is a. I think it is a challenge to keep things like in that exciting sense when it's like because anything that you have constant access to. It's just a little more exciting, so it requires a little more effort, you know? Listen, I have been there. I've been on both sides of this where you go, you know, and, and it's what you're saying is right because it's like if you don't consider – the minute sex stops being an event mm-hmm. is the minute people are like – like if you're not like working up towards it, and I shake my shoulders and burp while saying that to make it even sexier. Um, if you're not like working towards – like if you're not having like a hot date that leads to like going back to bed leads to like, you know, pants coming off, shirt coming off, heavy breathing. Sometimes it's just like, 
leaning over and like you want to do this like that's the moment where you go uh like okay we'll go through the motions something up here yeah and i think that that like that's I think that that's very normal. It doesn't mean it has to be the norm, but I think that's, that happens. Um, and it's, I, you know, there's one on the one sense, it's, I think there's a societal thing of like sex has to be hot all the time with your partner mm. constantly, or else like you're going to be like in some sexless, sexless roommate type marriage thing. Like, and I don't really think that's the case, especially from like anecdotally speaking to people and like, I think there are ebbs and flows to any like the sexual nature of any relationship Mm -hmm. where sometimes it's hot. Sometimes you both like have a lot of shit going on. It's not. I hear when you have kids, it's like a whole other thing that I have no idea about. Um, But I think that it's okay to accept a little bit of sexual staleness at times in a relationship. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong or that your relationship is doomed. And I I totally agree. And I would also say that, what needs like I know that I'm speaking to an audience that is mostly women and I'll say from the guy's point of view that and I'll I'll give an example when I'm on stage Mm -hmm. sometimes at the end of the show I like to ask men their favorite sexual position and I only (laughs) ask the men and the only the reason I ask the men because I'm kind of like doing like a social experiment I'm, I'm working on a bit where it's like I don't think men are allowed to be like sexual have any sexual preference and if they do, it's ne- when men have sexual preferences, it gets taken as why do you, who made you like that? What don't you like about me? And, and okay. it gets turned on them a lot of times. So like a lot of times I'll go, what's your favorite sexual position? And it's funny, the men in the room, they can't even answer the question. I, a lot of times guys will go, I like them all. Like they I go, what's your favorite <laughs> sexual position? All of them. And then some, and then, or it's missionary, which that's, that's, I mean, I'm sure you like missionary. I'm sure many men like missionary sex, but I'm sure they're not watching missionary porn, you know? Like, right. And then and then a lot of other men, they'll say doggy style because that's kind of like the only acceptable, quote unquote, wild position. The wildest it really gets when you ask a guy about sex, he'll be like reverse cowgirl. And when it's interesting, when I ask this question, you see, again, my audience a lot like you know, that comes to stand up shows is a lot like the ones listening today you see people's the women's face kind of grimace whenever an whenever a guy gives a specific answer you see guy uh, the women in the crowd kind of like uh like like if a guy says doggy that, style like right. you just see someone like oh he can't even look her in the eyes like it's like it just gets grosser when i ask women it's like Woo! doggy style ah like people screaming and like excited and it's just less excited so i'm saying there is a stigma with the men in your life of like reveal. They it is it doesn't feel like a safe space to reveal what they want and kind of get into these conversations a lot of times. Right. So you're saying like it's almost like like there's a fear for men even in their own bedrooms to yes say what they actually want for the fear that they'll come off like depraved or like gross or mean or or that they don't like what else is going on. I'm just saying there's two sides to this. There's feelings on the other side too. I think a lot of times men are in a position to like lead the sexual journey because I mean the, the email that we're going to get into in, in a little bit, it's someone asking like, how do I, I mean the title is how can I get my boyfriend to put in some more effort in bed? Like, 
I, 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 I don't believe, and I'm, I'm not blaming the email. I'm saying, I don't believe that like this person's doing somersaults and their boyfriend's just like, ugh, doing nothing. You know, right. you know like, I mean, here's my question to you is like, sure. is sex as like much about, is it as much of a mind thing for men as it is for women? Because like, for me, like, it's not just about access, really. It's mm. more about like, am I in that mental state of like, am I feeling like hot? Am I feeling like there's like a, a mood? It's much more like getting to that place is much more about that, I think, than, you know, the, the access. I, to I think I, I think it, I've realized later in life at this age, I think it is. Mm -hmm. I think like getting off is mechanical for men, but getting excited is a mental thing. Like I do want to feel good about my body when I'm having sex. Right. I don't want to have a full dinner and then just jump into bed with a full stomach full of fried rice being like, let's fuck. You know what right. I mean? Like that isn't hot for me. Like if I went out to dinner with someone and you're full from dinner, it would be hotter to like have morning sex than it would be to like sit there and you know what I mean? I'm, right. I'm talking about food in this case, but I'm saying, yes, I, I do have to be in the mindset of like, I am ready for a sexual time. Um, the difference becomes getting off. Like I think a lot of guys, you know, it's an automatic transition as opposed to like a manual transition to a car. Like, you know, it's just like we're, we're a push button away from getting off a lot of times or being, you know, but I'm right. saying it ha it is way more mental now. Like here's the thing that I think women under eight, like I, I've been talking a lot about hand jobs. Like I, I think like hand jobs are a good answer to a lot of people's problems. That's very mechanical. I, I think of hand jobs as the most mechanical sex move there is. Totally. Right? But if a woman said to me, I, I just love giving hand jobs, I'm more into it because she said that. Okay. It's and about, I think that's, right. that's, 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 well, that's exactly the mental what you're part. saying. Yeah. That's the mental part. Like, you know, I think a lot of people take for granted saying how much you like something will right. motivate the person you're with or get them excited or totally I think totally. I, I and and I think that's like we, we we think of communication as this like I think communication obviously it's hard but I think we think of it as like as like us asking questions communication I think is really revealing mm -hmm. what your thoughts and feelings are because that will bring someone to the table with you vulnerability produces vulnerability so I think in a lot of these sex conversations it's like we don't even say to the person what we want. And we're just like, oh, they're so lazy. They don't do what I want. What are they right. supposed to do? Read your mind? Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? The conversation isn't one where like everyone feels like free to say like what would actually kind of get them more into it. Or there's not the effort on both sides, I think, to make it like into a more romantic or sexy kind of vibe. I think like Logan Yuri, who was just on your podcast too, talks about like how like the setting for a date makes so much like, well, can often like make or break your mindset towards. I think the same is true of like sex. Like it's like we're I rolling totally over and I'm kind of like, if there's a sense of, and I think this happens sometimes too, where it's like, are we having sex? Cause like we should have sex because we are, you know, in a relationship and like, People, those people have sex or is it like a mm. is there a or is there a vibe of like we really want yep. this you know what i mean what got us here are we mm -hmm. are, yeah are we getting it in right or are we you know and listen they, they, 
I think also it's okay to admit that like there's different purposes for different sexual acts. Sometimes it is getting it in. Sometimes it's two people that are like, I need this. We need this. Let's get it going. And right. then other times it's like we're having a date. We're getting dressed up. We're having an event. Like I had friends. I remember they told me they had they used to plan this thing called adult night. I might have mentioned it here before. Yeah, they go do drugs, and, right? <laughs> they go go do drugs and get a hotel room. And they, you know, I'm not promoting people to do drugs, but I am saying the plan of it is hot. Like right. even mentioning adult night, I'm like, ooh, you know, like you get like I'm a totally. little hot now. And on this topic, Esther Perel has a great book. It's called Bathing in Captivity, which is like all about sort of like maintaining sexual desire in like a long-term relationship or in just like just really interesting book just goes into just the whole the whole premise of like monogamy as it pertains to like sexual desire and how how and even if you could really keep that alive like that sexual spark have you ever seen the marvel movie with ryan reynolds i'm not a big marvel person deadpool you ever see, so you've never seen Deadpool? No. Deadpool is like the first rated R superhero movie, Ryan Reynolds. The opening scene of Deadpool is him meeting this woman who's like the love of his life. And it's, and part of it is like their sexual thing, you know, and they, they go through like all the months of the year and the sex that they're having. And you look at them and they're like, and they're doing like everything like you know like you know like and they're dressed up and she's dressed up and they got whips and cha- and, and the joke is how much sex they're having okay. but it is like interesting you watch them in the scene and it's like the the array of sex that they're having you're like wow this must be a good relationship you know what I mean? right. like they must be talking it is and it, the whole scene is to let you know that this couple is they're they're mad for each other and they, they've found their puzzle piece in life. And you and it is interesting the way you watch the scene. You go, you do believe like you're like they are in love. They're talking. They, they're doing everything on the table. But <laughs> that, that but that has to do more with how much they trust each other than than them just being two sexual fiends. You know what I mean? Right. And I think people express their intimacy different ways like some couples totally. express it more through through like sex and sexual things some couples are more about like communicative and i think they're like you know there's all that other stuff i don't think there's a right or wrong way but i can also under i mean we should read the listener email because i think this is an issue that a lot of people have at yeah some the, point. i mean the only wrong way is when you just feel left let down that's the when it's right. wrong and it that, that that could mean the relationship isn't right might not be the match. It also could mean that like things haven't been said that need to be said. You know, I love Skims underwear, but now that their bra line is out, it's all I ever want to wear. Hands down, the no-show Belkinette bra from Skims is the sexiest bra I own. It provides support, but keeps my natural shape and it's invisible under clothing. I love my Skims wireless form bra. It's so comfortable, but it still does the job. It feels like it's lifted. I know where everything is. That's a big issue for me. I want to make sure that like everything is where it's supposed to be. But it also looks really cute. It's not like some like scary looking bra that I would never want to show anyone. I typically don't like traditional underwire bras, but Skims changed that. I'm literally wearing one right now. And there's one for literally every kind of shirt that you could be wearing. There's so many different pieces. I really love the wireless form t-shirt bra, the weightless scoop bra, and the no-show online demi bra. 
Skims bras are made with innovative technology to give you the best shape and support. Plus, every bra is designed with the comfiest and softest materials, so you feel like you're wearing nothing at all. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Let's read the email. Let's get into it. Okay. Hey, J&J. I actually had submitted this to one of Jared's Q&As and decided to send it in an email as well. While we're still in the intro, just wanted to emphasize all the praise you both received. I send this podcast to literally all of my friends. Let's get into it. I've been dating my current boyfriend. Both of us are 24 for just under a year, and I have found myself in a predicament. I feel as though he doesn't put much effort at all into, into trying to seduce me or get me in the mood, if you will. For some background as to how we've made it this far as a couple, and I'm just being bothered by this, I had some struggles with my mental health for a while last year when we first started dating, and I assume that me not really being in the mood for sex very often was solely a reflection of that. I realize that this definitely contributed to where we are now, but I would like to make some changes as I am a decently sexual person. Some specific examples of things that will happen. Very little foreplay and touching before taking our clothes off. Very short-lived oral sex. And after he goes down on me, he usually goes completely soft and says something like, uh, can you like blow me a little? <laughs> it's sex. Uh, 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 <laughs> hey, you want to want to blow me just a t- tiny bit? Get me going. <laughs> if he is on top and gets and gets tired, his transition is, uh, can you count? Can you get on top of me? I'm exhausted. And then collapses on the bed. <laughs> Uh, Can you imagine if this was a porn, just like tired porn? Uh, uh, flops down. Uh, as you can imagine, those things. Too much kill- tacos. <laughs> <laughs> those kinds of things kill the mood for me or lessen any turn on that I had going. How do I try to talk to him about this without seeming like I'm insulting him? I'm obviously attracted to him and the sex is good otherwise, but this, but it's the lack of effort into excitement exciting chemistry and actively turning me on that I'm missing. Like I said, I'm sure that I also play a role in this, but even at times where I've tried to be seductive, he hasn't reciprocated. Sex has sometimes just felt kind of procedural, if that makes sense. And I want it to become more exciting. Any help is appreciated. Thanks in advance. A betch in need of sexual healing. Um, love this email. I think they should start by understanding they're not alone. Sex has just be sometimes felt kind of procedural is a line that I think like s- uh, many of our listeners could write in with. Like, totally. you know, like I, you know, like that, that is, I can relate to that. I'm sure you've had experiences I can totally. That, yeah. Oh my God. Totally relate to it. And I think what you said in the beginning, hopefully it helped her as far as like, this is something that is a part of a relationship, right. you know, like, a, you know, you go through your procedural sex times um, it is interesting. Well, the the people that write these emails, they write the same thing all the time, and and I want to point it out. Okay, let's which is it. I think is so interesting. I'm obviously attracted to him, and the sex is good. Otherwise, everyone says that. Everyone's always like, "I have this one huge issue with our sex life. Otherwise, it's great." Well, I you, think. Do you notice that? I think there's like this this shame of like, or if I you know if I admit. Like the sex isn't amazing. Like, like what does that or mean? Or how about the sex is fine? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I have trouble believing that everyone writes the same thing, and otherwise, it's this 
great sexual thing. Like I, I think like sometimes admit, and I agree with you. I mm-hmm. think that there is a the, the feed. It is embarrassing, or and it, like no one wants to believe they're like the sexual square, you right? Know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's, I, I I just think it's what we want to believe about ourselves versus what the reality is. Like I think the reality is like. It, you know, when you say it's also, good otherwise, you, you, you're not, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like, why not? Maybe it, it, we need a whole revamp of this whole right. thing. Well, it's all like relative. So I don't think it's like a binary thing of like, okay, like sex is amazing or sex is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, like you said, like it's fine. Or like I've had worse. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly how someone I- wants to describe it. Right. Can't wait. Yeah, I've had worse. Is like, oh, like I, but I, I think like I. Hopefully, us having this conversation can like help other people. Like, because I, I would have the same. I would say the same thing. I guess if I was like, you know, in a long term relationship, I'd be like, yeah, I just have this one huge issue, but the rest is fine. Amazing. It's like, no, the rest right. is getting me through. You know, like I love this person, and the rest is okay, or like whatever. Like, yeah, and you know, sometimes depending on who you are and what your needs are, like that's enough. Not every sometimes like there's an aspect of your relationship that is fine. Yeah. Could be better. Other areas are great. And like it's up to you to decide like is fine okay for me in this arena. Well, and here's the thing. It's like meals. You know, right. I'm not having bacon and eggs every morning. I'll have an egg white as my standard meal. Like there's standard sex with your partner. Right. And then there's mornings you want to have the bacon, egg and cheese. Exactly. You know, and, I think that's perfect analogy. Ex- right. And you want to be excited for the bacon, egg and cheese. So like, I think getting out of this zone of being like the sex is good. Otherwise, no, no, no. Are you excited for sex with your partner every now and again? Are you excited right. to have the bacon, egg and cheese of sex? And if, and if it's all just fine and no bacon, egg and cheese, maybe there's a conversation that has to be had. What do you, and I, I think for this person, um, you know, they say they did admit, like, maybe I'm part of the problem, too. I think we have to, like, I, I think, like. I think that's where she stuff, should start. You got to start with me. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I, I'm with you. Right. Because, like, the minute you don't reveal anything is the, you know, I don't know how comfortable he's going to be to reveal anything to you. Because he's going to say, the sex is good otherwise. He'll say the same thing as you. We, you know, what right. do we do? What do you, when, when you get in, into bed with someone, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Missionary. It, it's always the same. Right. And I mean, that's also just due to like not having the novelty of being with someone new. Like, you know what they like, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it becomes like, you know what I mean? Like easier to just do what's comfortable. I know what this move gets you off or I know that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, we're just going to do that. Um, but I think with her, like she said, like you said, she should start with her. She should start with, Hey, like, I know, like in the beginning of our relationship, like I, you know, I, it was like, I was not necessarily, she said she had some mental health issues that sort of probably Mm. affected her sex drive in the middle. I would start by like addressing that, how you felt back then and how you feel like a little bit differently now. You're mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm. now that I'm in a different place, I'm actually like really excited to be feeling really sexual again. And mm-hmm. like, I'm excited to be with you. And like, I want you so badly. And like, um, it's exciting for me. But I also like, I kind of feel sometimes I feel <clears> like there's not like, I don't feel the same feeling from you. Occasionally. Well, I see my feedback to that. Like if I was in that position, 
I could understand how you get defensive and like right. that's not what she wants to do. I'd also understand, first of all, they're both 24. 24 is very young in the sexual world. I would say 24 is like she thinks she's an adult. They think that you know right. they go to work every day. You're not the same. You, 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 I, I was not properly equipped to talk about what I wanted in the bedroom at 24. I'll say that for myself. So I can't imagine that you guys wouldn't be either. I would say I, I do think it's great to be like, hey, I was at a different place then than I am now. I find myself wanting more. I think, you know, whenever someone she references the Q&A's that I do, whenever someone sends a sex question, I always like put the most ridiculous solution because okay. I think ridiculous solutions like allow you to be vulnerable and like create a pathway towards two people being in a vulnerable space, you know? Okay. Um, and so I Let's actually thought of an idea for her. Okay. I would, um, I would tell her she needs to, first of all, she has to admit procedural sex is going to happen in a relationship. That's just kind of part of the relationship in my view. And I think you would agree, right? Yeah. And right. So, just like occasionally there's a healthy breakfast, like you said. Yes. <laughs> okay. So now we need our bacon, egg and cheese night. What I would say to her is I want to have a, I would tell her, tell your boyfriend, I want to have a bacon, egg and cheese night. What does that mean? Okay. Both of us, we're going to go out to dinner. I want you to plan the dinner. I want you to plan. I, I'm going to make the bed. I'm going to like, I'm going to like make my room a fun, sexy palace. You plan the dinner and and we're going to go out to dinner and have like something nice and eat light, of course. And then at the dinner, we should exchange notes of what we want that night sexually. No and judgments. She, no judgments. And you and you have each of you have like a red envelope with that little like that stamp. That's like the rubber stamp that like old English queens would, you know, put on their, you know, their invitations to the gala. Okay. You pass it across the table and you read off what you want from that person that night. And now you're in a sexy, planned, sexual night together with your boyfriend. Like it is two people that like each other, that they're into each other. And the note kind of helps you write down like what are the things like I and be specific. I want you to go down on me for like 30 minutes like even saying something like that like and i want you to lick the you know this side of me and that side of me i want you to treat me i want you to eat me like a bacon egg and cheese something like that i'm like but you gotta plan it it's gonna take work and i think if you did that like and at least when she says what she wants if he's like well fuck that i'm not doing that like if he if he gets gets to that night and disappoints you and like because you've, you've written the, the map now it's a conversation of like are you not wh where are we going are we not on the I same page? right are we not yeah. on the same page because i'm trying to have a fun night and i understand every sex isn't the best sex of your life but this was going to be like our fun sexy right night. how did this not work out i think that's a good great idea and i think doing that kind of thing like not like obviously not every night but maybe it's like a weekly or monthly or twice a month kind of occurrence to like and that's what i mean people say when they're like you should do a date night like they're not like that's not like oh we need to go out to dinner it's more like oh we're keeping something like new and different and exciting mm -hmm. going on in our in our relationship like that's what it's for because if you and it's funny because it's like people are like relationships are work and they are work in the sense that like you have to try mm -hmm. and if someone's yeah. unwilling to try if one person is unwilling to try 
that's really like, I think the kiss of death for a relationship. But if both people are trying, they're putting effort into making it, you know, into keeping the other person excited and happy. That's, I think, like the very basic level of what sustains something going forward. And here's what happens when someone tries. Someone goes, someone's put to, there's a point, if someone's surprised by the effort, they go, why are you trying? Now that's your opportunity to go, well, I just feel like, you, you know, every time we have sex, you flop on the bed, you say you're tired. It, I, I haven't been having fun. And I think you can and make it about how it makes you that. feel. I think you can yeah. say it like, and you know, and when you do that, it makes me feel like you don't really want to be there that badly, or it makes me feel like I'm not attractive to you. And yeah. like, then just, then just no one can argue that because that's the way you feel. And then they would, I mean, I would imagine they would say like, of course I'm attracted to you. And like, you know what I mean? Like, and then you could say, well, I would love like for you to, to show me that so I could really like feel I mean, a sense of that in bed. Totally. I, I mean, it's, in, it's funny because like, this is a weird segue, but we were talking before we started taping, like my parents are here in Miami. And <laughs> as I walked up to my parents, I just saw them like whisper to each other, but they whisper to each other in the way that like they have something to say to me. Okay. And I'm like, now I'm like, I'm like, I don't even want to hear what they have to say. Like anytime my mom like whispers to my dad as I'm walking up, it's like about my weight. It's about my drinking. It's about how I need to see a doctor. Like to me, that's the version of like, we have to talk about this sexual experience. You know what I mean? Like that you end up dreading that conversation because I'm now I'm dreading. I got to see them after this. And she's going to be like, we were talking. It's like, that's not how you get somebody to play ball. That's how you get someone to put their fists up in the same way with you're talking to your boyfriend. If you're like, well, I've been thinking a lot and it's like, let's start with fun. Let's start with okay. right. an event, you know, that, that creates it. And then if the why is come. Right. If that, that doesn't, doesn't work, work or there's no why that come, then I think you can actually have that conversation oh, totally. and, and again yeah. i think if you make it about you and how you feel and you're vulnerable with it instead of being like you don't try in bed you suck in bed mm. this is not great instead of being <laughs> like when you don't do when you do do this or when you don't do this it makes me feel like and you say something that, that shows that you're a little bit of your insecurity that makes the person feel disarmed if you're saying like this makes me feel like you're not attracted to me like that's a vulnerable thing to say Totally. And it gets them talking or they don't. And right. And then, you know, know, you're 24 and you move on. Time to find someone new. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not be saving while doing it? Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because our members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, and more. You know I love to find the best deals. You know I'm a deal searcher. You know I like deals. Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. You know I love points. So you can use Rakuten to get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Rakuten has your favorite brands like Bloomingdale's, Blue Mercury, and Zappos. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. That's wonderful. You're already shopping at these places. Why not? Get in on the game. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. We are sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Some of us go for a run, take a nap, read a book. 
A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I love BetterHelp because it's an easier way into professional therapy. It is a toe in the water. I love that they have a questionnaire that matches you with a licensed therapist. If you're sitting there and you've never been to therapy, what a perfect way to get in the game. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash UUP today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash UUP. On the subject of sex, let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. I'm ready. UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Hello. I love everything you guys do. I'm hoping you do a live show in my city soon. Well, if it's in New- if your city's New York, we're doing it. Okay, December. <laughs> we'll be there. So we'll be there. Will you? Um, I have, I've been debating <laughs> writing this awkward sex in for a while because I know you have done a similar story before, but this one is a little more awkward. I was hooking with this guy I worked with, and this was probably the third or fourth time we'd hooked up. We were in his room and made out for a while, and then he turned the lights off and started to go down on me, and about three minutes in, something didn't feel right. It was just way too wet down there, and right as I realized this, he popped his head up and asked if I was on my period. I said that I wasn't, and he said that he tasted blood. (laughs) (laughs) I taste blood. (laughs) He turned on the lights, and I looked uh, up at him, and his face and hands were covered in blood. I looked down, and there's blood all over me, my thighs, stomach, etc., He quickly realizes that he had a really bad nosebleed and that it was still profusely dripping. Seeing how much his nose was bleeding, I hopped out of bed and wrapped a towel around me and walked across the hall to the bathroom to get get toilet paper. I, I opened the unlocked door to find his roommate masturbating over the sink with his headphones on and his laptop open, perched on top of the toilet next to the sink. Understandably, he and I both freaked out, and I slammed the door shut. I, re- th- I then ran downstairs to find some paper towels, mortified that I had just walked in on that. When I returned, the guy I was hooking up with was still sitting over the trash can with the, the nosebleed, and I handed him the paper towels. He and I had a good laugh about the whole thing after he, he'd cleaned up. And, and we'd both had a chance to shower and kept apologizing profusely. I had a very awkward conversation with his roommate the next day and apologized, but, he, but said he should probably lock the fucking door. Anyways, the nosebleed guy and I are still together and have been dating for two years. We were planning on moving in together because of some of the advice you gave me on the pod. Wow, that's so, so nice. Hope you guys got a good laugh. Sincerely, could have been a crime scene. Oh, wow. That's a double, mean, double whammy. Yeah. Right? That is like, uh, I mean... It's legit like she was walking through a haunted house. Right. That's why I love Ma- Maddie. <laughs> Maddie wrote down uh, for her name idea. I love House of Horrors, which I loved because yeah. it was like a sexual House of Horrors. Like, <laughs> oh, like there's blood everywhere. Oh, let me open the door. Oh, no, there's a masturbating yeah. man. <laughs> this guy's gargoyling in the bathroom. <laughs> it's like I feel like there's no more awkward occurrence than like than that. Walking in on a guy masturbating. Yeah. Just like the act. It's just like in, in someone's most vulnerable, like unattractive headphones on is such a very big decision. 
Like he really was like getting, he was like, that's the version of a man having like the candles lit. Like I'm putting that's headphones funny. on. I got the, the, got the, the, phone the computer on the- perched. <laughs> yeah. And the perfect right. perch. He's got a leg up on the counter. Like, yeah. And there men masturbate. It's just not a good look. It's very it's not a good functional. Look. It is hunched over. It's mechanical. Mechanical. Yeah. Just like, you look like a capital C, just like yeah. There's nothing I think over I'd your... like to see less. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're covered in blood. Like you walk in covered in blood. He's like sitting there cranking one out, and you're like ah ah ah. Like like he's as shocked by you as you are him. Totally, it's a sexual house of horrors. And then the other room <laughs> you walk into, and the guy's like. I don't have a condom. Like, what's what's the, what are all the different rooms in the sexual house of ours? She goes to the kitchen. Guy making a sandwich, naked. He's whacking right. off into the sandwich. Like, what's going on in here? You know, like, <laughs> loved it. Yeah, I like Maddie's other names. The nosedive, three's a crowd. Did you have any names for this one? I liked House of Hearts. I didn't think it needed any House of Sexual. Yeah, House horrors. of Hearts. <laughs> house of Sexual Hearts. That's really good. Um, I I just imagine. I love the the word perched. Like, I just imagine, like, this guy just, like, on top of the counter <laughs> right. for some reason. <laughs> uh, do women do that? Is there is there a version of, like, putting the computer in the bathroom type of thing? Have I don't you ever done think that? so. To, I, feel like like you'd be, I feel like you'd be more lying in, like, a bed, personally. But, like, yeah, I, I've never heard of anyone going to the bathroom. But, like, maybe. Well, there's also not, like, semen that comes out. So you don't really need, like sure a bathroom need- really yeah the shower whack is really um it's really nice but it is like <laughs> <laughs> it's just all fuss none of the yeah. yeah none of the you know the it's just none of the uh accoutrements are needed none of the toilet paper or the right. towel or the sock or whatever a guy would use like it's just like all down in the sink and you're good to go. But I, I do know people that like, I mean, I do know men are, are like putting their phones in like plastic baggies to like whack off in the shower. Like that's happening. Why not just let it go down the drain? Oh, no, so they're bringing porn over. into the shower. Oh, the phone. And, okay. Got mm-hmm. it. Like if there was an invention, it, it would be interesting to see what people would respond to like an invention you know how you can like have like a like I have like in my shower I have a um a speaker like a waterproof speaker. Okay, you want like a TV in there? <laughs> what a well, waterproof speaker. I'm like I can kind of say yeah, it's for music. I you know I like to listen to radio, so I can take a shower and have the radio on. Is it not for music? It is, but that's what it's for. I'm saying. Right. But if there was the the next invention, which I'm surprised it's got to be out there, but I'm surprised. I guess I'm not surprised because you would just assume it's for porn is like a place to put your phone into while you shower. Like we are right. that addicted to our phones that it could exist. But the only assumption would be you're doing this for masturbation purposes. So it couldn't be invented. Right. If it were like a TV, I could imagine like a scenario where I'd be like taking a bath and watching a TV show. Yeah. I mean, my parents house, they had TVs in the bathrooms and that was like kind of the your parents bathroom sounds great a few weeks ago you talked about the shower head they have the most the best shower head tvs in the bathroom (laughs) got the light i mean we're we're big bathroom people (laughs) we live in there (laughs) yeah we (laughs) uh red flag or deal breaker i mean these two are moving in 
Um, I mean, it's the it was the roommate, not him. So I think yeah. like I I think it's fine. It's nose you can't really help a nosebleed. I assume no, unless can't. he's doing a ton of drugs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad reason. Um, how would it be with the roommate? I guess I'd be okay with them. I mean, it'd be weird. Yeah, I mean, to, it would like, be like. Them. I think they did the right thing. Just addressed it right away. Mm -hmm. It was a little awkward for a minute. And then you kind of move on. It's a little weird to like see someone's roommate's penis. But, um, you know, once you can get over that fact, I assume it wasn't wasn't, like staring at it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, would you rather see your, your boyfriend's roommate's penis or brother's penis? Roommate's penis. Brother's penis is like a whole new level. Yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough way to come back from. Yeah, I mean, would you rather see a girl's roommate's boobs or her sister's boobs? Um, I'd like to see all boobs, but I... Uh, <laughs> Which one would make, make you less, more uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the roommate's boobs is definitely less uncomfortable. Because like, you're assuming the roommate's like... I mean, that's just not family. Like, that, you don't want right. to deal with that. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. adds a whole new layer of complexity. Totally. Well, that was a fun one. Let's uh, and you guys, send in your awkward sex. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending them in. Want to do another email? Let's do it. All right. Should I get back together with my non-toxic ex? Hey, Jane J. I'm a new listener to the podcast. And I've been loving every minute. Thank you guys for all the awesome and hilarious advice. For context, the relationship I am describing is a heterosexual one. I am female. The person I am describing is a male. The reason I started listening to you guys is because I've been going through a breakup that occurred New Year's 2021. We were together for a year and a half. And both were certain we were each other's life partners. Okay, let's relax. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Chill. Right? A little overly romantic for me. However, there was a bit of an age gap between us. We started dating when I was 20 and he was 25. Now I'm 22 and he is 27. When I uh, was finishing undergrad, I was finishing undergrad when we started dating and I have plans to attend medical school and he has a bachelor's degree and a stable job. We were also long distance as I was away at college and he lived near my hometown approximately an hour and 15 minutes away. As my senior year came around, we were seeing each other less and less and it was becoming increasingly more difficult to align our schedules to see each other more than once a month. I started having feelings of wanting to end things with him as I felt he was not putting in as much effort as I was into our relationship, especially with the difficult circumstances. Fast forward, everything came to a head on New Year's Eve while we were drinking where I told him I wanted to break up. The next morning, we had a civil conversation and agreed that it was probably best for us to break up. Now, fast forward over over the next nine months, we have talked intermittently, drunkenly and soberly. He dated a new girl for approximately two to three months, but then called me to let me know he broke up with her because he was not over us. The last we talked about a month ago, he stated he still wants to do what it takes to make it work. I have been hesitant as my future residence is quite up in the air with wherever I go to medical school. But after all this time with having a couple casual hookups and one casual dating relationship in between as well, I'm still missing my ex very much. My question for you guys is, do you think I should reach out to him and try to take thing, talk things through? All of my friends and family keep telling me that I should wait and see if I meet someone in medical school or residency and that I would be settling if I went back with my ex. I'm torn between my head and my heart as my heart knows that I would love being back together with him, but my head is caught up in logistics of and what ifs. I really hope you guys see this and would love for to hear any advice you have. Sincerely, want to be hopeless romantic. What do you okay, think? Okay, well, I, I appreciate the email. Um, I think it's a very thoughtful email. I think, like, 
the parts that I'm hung up on are the the places in life. I was like thinking I, that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, here's what I, I mean, it's hard to like, like, I don't know the whole situation. It's hard. And it's hard because like, he's kind of saying that he's not over you, but like, I, I think you're 22 and you're going to medical school. Like go to medical school, like concentrate on that. Like mm -hmm. let go of this guy. Like the idea of like, to me, a 25 year old dating a 20 year old, like that's even a little bit weird. Like I, I, and I don't mean to be, like dating, dating. Like I think, listen, consensual, it all makes sense and it's the ages are okay. But the idea that like this guy was dating, like was a, like I, I just think you're like, you're in different places of life right. and that matters. I mean, and, and what people say is, well, it worked for them or my parents were high school sweethearts or like look at this couple it worked for. But it's like, if it doesn't go all the way through, if, it, if, if there were problems the minute you graduated or in your senior year, then sometimes people are dating a situation more than they're dating a person. When a 27-year-old is dating a 22-year-old or 21-year-old in their last year of college, to me, that person's dating a situation and not really trying themselves. So it's like it's normal for someone to say they're still hung up on an ex because that's comfortable and whatever. It's also normal for you to go, what, what could be? And he makes me feel comfortable because he's in a stable job and your life is not stable because it's school and you don't know what's next. And, but I, I kind of always am in the camp of encouraging the instability of what could happen through life. Like enjoy being 22 and in medical school and, and going out with friends and learning about yourself and meeting people your age and around your place of life. That would be my thought. What do you right. think? I definitely agree that it seems like, especially for him, like dating, dating someone, having dated someone, at 20 at 25 to me means like sort of a, a, a fear of like, of like living in the adult world or like, mm -hmm. or like being where you're at or meeting someone where you're at in life for in, in exchange for comfort. And I get the appeal. I get the draw, but I agree with you. I do think that like those are very, they don't, it's five years. doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but the older you get, the less of a deal it becomes. And the younger you mm. are, the, the bigger deal it is, the bigger difference of a life stage it is. And to me, my hardened, my like general rule for getting back to an ex is that the circumstances for what you broke up have to be totally different. And to me, this mm. seems like the, she's walking into the exact same circumstances. Yeah. So like she's saying before, like he wasn't making effort or they weren't, you know, their schedules weren't aligning. Like I pretty sure like when you go to medical school, that's going to be probably the exact same issue it doesn't i don't really see what would change there and like you said like you're kind of like wasting this like critical youthful period of your life when you can like meet all sorts of different people and kind of like see where life takes you in exchange for this general comfort of being with someone who you know loves and cares about you or you know who like you have generally good times with and so yeah. yeah i mean there is a sense there is a part of me that's like okay if you can't stop thinking about something it's going to be tough for you to like, you're always going to wonder what if you did something. But my other thought is like, you're also about to go into this totally new scenario. You're going to see all these new kinds of people, all these, this new kind, kind of thing. And you might just be thinking about this person because you're in this in-between phase where you don't have anything in this exact moment going on. So to, mm -hmm. I kind of agree with her friends and family in the sense of like, you're going to commit to this person and it's going to limit you from like seeing anything else in the world. Yeah. I, 
And because I hate to sound like we're we sound like we're trashing this guy. We're like kind of making him like the loser in the situation. But like he needs to be freed from you, too. Like you offer a similar type of comfort zone and not growing up that he offers you. Right. And you I do know? think like if it's truly meant to be in your your life partners, as you said, at 20. Well, like <laughs> I don't think you have to be like, you don't have to be like you said, just said, Jared, like you don't have to villainize this guy. I think you can say like, I'm going to go to medical school. I'm going to give myself the chance to like, see everything there is to see. And, you yeah. know, like, let's say I'm there and I'm still thinking about it. And like, I am in my new scenario and my new situation. And like, I'm still really th always thinking about this guy that I really feel like I have this. Like you can always go there. Yeah. I you can always go back there. I was thinking about this the other day, somewhat related. Like I was thinking of like, I've given up relationships for comedy. Right. Like in, in my life, like I've like pursued comedy over pursuing the relationship to the next step. And it's weird because I'm like seeing, you know, I still see these people on social media that I dated way back when I'll wake up in the middle of the night, like, and go, what's this person doing? You know, and you mm -hmm. can see, you can see what that person's doing. And you have a moment of like, you do think like, oh, like what, you know, oh man, I, you, you put your head on the, on the body of the man that they're with like a little bit, like you, you, you have a but moment. You say that like, with the weddings, like that, go to, yeah, that would have yeah, been the, your wedding. Right? Would have been my wedding. You just, you know, you think it out and you have like 20 minutes of like, Man, you know, you, you think about it and I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about those things. But then I think like like I'm generally like so excited about my life right now and where I'm at and like doing comedy. Like I love what we got going here. Like we're going to do town hall like I wouldn't be here right now. Like it, it, you don't get it all, you know, right. <laughs> like you, you, you don't get it all. So. That is my as that's me at 36 speaking to you at 22 like you're going to med school. That's fucking amazing. Like do med school like that. That would be me. Like, are you, do you want to half do med school or do you want to fully do med school? Like, do you do you want to, you know, because you can't have it all. Right. Because if you go with this dude uh, who's 27 and stable, you're going to do the state. You're going to be all of a sudden you're 27. Pretty much. Maybe you go through med school, but you're not doing it in the way that you would have done it on your own and with your friends and family who are obviously supporting you. They're obviously speaking up for your life and trying to put you in the right in the direction they feel would be best for you to be happiest. So I don't know. Right. That made me think of that. Like, do you ever think I of that with like Betches? Like, do you think like would Betches be where it is if if you met a college? Like, let's say you dated a guy in college. You had a college sweetheart. Would you have created Betches? You know, I definitely wouldn't have created you up. I have to say, that, I mean, right. like, or, or, you know, created that with you. Like, I don't um, I think that those experiences give you, you know, <laughs> content for lack of a better word or totally. like, you know, an inspiration or like, you know, yeah, it would be different. I don't I, maybe it would have maybe would have been the same with Betches, but I definitely think like this would have been different. Well, I mean, I, I think about like what you say about you up is a perfect example, but I always think like. Man, if you if you get that writing job, you don't become as desperate to create a podcast. Right. Well, you it's know, like every it, job it, you it, don't get is is sort of a blessing and some... it takes you somewhere else. Yeah. Totally. And like, you know, we're sitting here at later ages than this person telling them 
that it is a blessing. You know, the the, the things that don't work out. So, yeah. I hope and I mean, again, out. I also think like it could work out in the future, maybe, but I wouldn't focus on that. And like, I wouldn't make that your plan A. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't either. That That's plan Z. so i was scrolling through my feed like i do and i recently learned something did you know that most bedding is made with harsh chemicals like formaldehyde synthetic pesticides and toxic dyes that made me totally rethink my bedding thankfully one company is changing the standard for good Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch makes the softest, most luxurious sheets without any toxins or harsh chemicals. I will tell you this. If you go watch my apartment tour, the sheets on my bed are Bowl and Branch. I put them on my bed immediately. I put them in the wash. Then I put them on my bed. They're so comfortable. You can see them on my bed. They look good. They're hotel quality. I love my Bowl and Branch sheets. You can really feel the difference. And if your commitment issues get in the way, they have a 30-night worry-free guarantee. They feel buttery soft yet super breathable so you don't have to worry about getting hot and doing the one leg out, one leg under thing. Bowl and Branch signature sheets come in 13 super classy colors. They have all sizes from twin up to California king. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code UUP at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code UUP. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. 
Just go to N-U-U-L-Y dot com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. You want to play some games? Yeah, let's do it. Let's play some games. Red flag deal breaker. You guys can send in yours. UUP at Betches.com. I mean, I love how how in-depth these have gotten over the years. These red flag these are deal great. breakers. Like, I love yes. that they keep getting. Like, I don't they're think real. they can get better, and then they get better because they're so real. Okay, ready? Hey, homies. I guess that's <laughs> us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> been thinking about this email for a while. My boyfriend is a dream. He goes to therapy. He's super. He's slow to anger. <laughs> that's a weird. <laughs> Right. You know what I love about you? That was You're very slow to anger. specific. <laughs> yeah. Sensitive, emotionally mature, loves me so much, etc. But his hobbies are so cringe. He thinks he's a rapping prodigy, wants to make music and video games that just aren't happening. And our sense of humor doesn't mesh. Okay. He has spent an obscene amount of money on audio and production equipment because he thinks his musical career is a real possibility. But he is such an amazing partner, and I have never felt more loved and be and seen by anyone, and our aspirations for the future are aligned. Well, I would say your aspirations for the future are not aligned. It's like, this guy is amazing. He's not in anger management anymore. <laughs> but... <laughs> Like that's, yeah, I, that's what she's like saying is his like amazing qualities is that he's in therapy and like doesn't get really angry. Like, yeah, this is the standards are a little too low for me. <laughs> it's a little, and this is kind of like the product of like the joke of like he should go to therapy or you know, right? These men bring your therapy receipts or don't go on a date with me, and it's like now she's considering that like a true quality that he goes to therapy, like right. Yeah, it's, it's nice like he, he goes to therapy, but I hate him. Red flag or deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> We're totally aligned. Uh, she writes, is this a losing battle? I feel like such a dick for being embarrassed by the things he doesn't feel shame about himself. His hobbies bring him joy. And why should I care if they aren't good when it clearly doesn't bother him? Please, J&J, is it possible to have a successful relationship and think your partner is a little delusional? Or am I just an asshole? Is it a red flag or deal breaker? If your partner's taste is completely out of touch, thanks, reluctant groupie. What do you think, Jordana? Red flag or deal breaker? Total deal breaker. If you don't respect, mm. I think thinking someone's delusional to me means you don't really respect them. Yeah. And if you don't have that in the beginning, you're certainly not going to have that later. Like to me, she doesn't really like they're not compatible. That's what she's saying. Yeah. I, I and also here's the thing that she feels dickish about. It's it's more it's not that he likes these things. It's that he's trying to make them a career and he's investing his money, a.k.a. their future in right. this endeavor. Like, you know. I, I think it's okay to be like, hey, I, I'm I, I wish I wish you the best. I don't really see it. Um but I I this kind of makes me like doubt our future together. Like I'm sure, listen, I am sure right. like as as someone she who just, does but it's, something, she also says our aspirations for the future are aligned, but then she says the other thing. So it doesn't really make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't think they are aspirate listen. His hobbies are so cringe. He thinks he's a rapping prodigy, wants to make music and video games uh, that just aren't happening. And our sense of humor doesn't match. Like, I mean, I don't know what you guys are doing, but he's an amazing <laughs> partner. 
like being a good partner, he'll you'll find a, I, I think she's afraid that like there's no guy out there that will treat her right. And I understand that fear, but that's just not the going to be the case. Like, it's nice to take the things you like about this guy to like relate it to the next guy. But like, like his hobbies are bringing, um, I, I think it's more that he thinks this could be his career. Like his hobbies will become, listen, I'm sure someone was at my open mic night one night and was like, this guy is fucking out of his mind. Well, the point is if someone in the beginning of your stand-up career thought that they probably wouldn't be a good person to date you. Cause they totally. didn't like buy, they're not buying what you're selling. This is like who totally. you are. They wouldn't like it. So like, yeah. that's what she's saying. Like, I don't really like, she's saying, I don't really like him. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I don't believe in his aspirations. Like, I mean, you she, can be, and, I, and I sort of, I understand what she's saying in that sense. Like, I understand the idea of like, this person's a great person. This person's like a great catch, but I don't like them. Yeah. That's a, no, those are I, two I, things that can, that can occur. I totally agree. And, and also, but no one wants to be the person in the movie that's like, you're going nowhere, Johnny. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> and then he goes and becomes like a huge Eminem rapping video game prodigy. Right. Like, I that's the chance you take. But like, you don't believe in it. That's okay. There was somebody that looked at Bezos and was like, a book company? You loser. What, are you going to be a librarian? You know, like. Right. Like, That's not the person for them, though. It's just not the person for them. Yeah. I, to me, this is a deal breaker. I, I couldn't date someone whose professional aspirations I thought were a joke. Right. Or like cringeworthy, she says. Yeah. Like, I mean, to me, like, why that, do that person a favor and break up with them? If like the things that they think that they want their life to be about makes you cringe. That's like the number <laughs> one sign, I would say. A rapping prodigy. Right. No, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, let's do another one go for it okay uh i was dating a guy for around one and a half to two months and he went out of town for a week he'd already decided to be exclusive weeks before this i don't know if relevant but i thought you might like the extra info the day he got back we planned to date at a brewery i was headed there after work and he called to say he was already there and could pick up the food he had ordered for a dinner on the way there i happily agreed and picked up uh and picked up the food when i got to the brewery he was seated at a table over from a woman who was alone and they were engaged in conversation. He stood up and gave me a one-armed hug. Typically when we see each other, we would greet with, he would greet me with a kiss and we sat down. <laughs> he introduced me to the woman. I was obviously nice and sociable. They didn't know each other, but had just started chatting because they were both there with their dogs. While we were eating and drinking, I very much felt like the third wheel on the date, like I was catching up on their conversation. And when I would ask him something about his trip, he would fill this woman in so she would know what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he was it's so funny to get this guy, the idea of this guy being on like two dates at the same time he was yeah. <laughs> so two on one it's two on one um he was he was even offering this other woman food and gave her some some niche beers he had brought back from his trip eventually she left and they talked about mountain biking together apparently they had already exchanged information i told this guy uh the story to my best friend and we basically decided it wasn't a red flag until it became a became a red flag lol if we're being honest i didn't feel threatened because i had felt i was much more attractive than her and he was a <laughs> seemingly very outgoing person fast forward several months and i found out he had gotten back on the app so i broke things off shocking um i think he was just a very insecure man and needed the validation and attention what do you guys think should i have taken that date as a deal breaker thanks for your insight the other woman yeah that's a deal breaker that's yeah. a total deal. Like, it, like it, to me, it sounds like you're a third wheel in someone else's love story. 
Right. Like, like how like, adorable like, you guys met. Yeah. while Like the story for them is going to be that they met while he was on a date with another woman. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the star of this movie. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting. Like it, it is so interesting. Like if this was written from the other woman's perspective on a wedding website, it would be considered the cutest story right. of all time. Like, so he was with this other woman and they were like, you know, she was very nice. But then we were drawn to one another. We off. both had dogs and we hit it off. And the next day he was on the apps and I saw him. And it's like, little does this woman know, like that other woman, you know, we're hearing it from the perspective that right. is the they most exchange evil. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Like, to me, that, yeah. Numbers with a stranger? Like, when you're meeting me out? Like, how much was your head on a swivel when you got there? Right. Totally disrespectful. I think I wouldn't, I would be like very turned off by that. Um, but it, here's the thing I've like, when waiting for a guy at a bar that I was supposed to meet for a date, I might mm. talk to the person next to me if they were totally. a man, even fine. But then when the person got there, I'd be like, nice to meet you. And then I would like, stop talking to them. Yeah. It, it's over the the date. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, the, when, like the, invite the will them they, to won't date. they, yeah. The, the, the meet cute is over. Like this is <laughs> like, the fact that he kept it going, I would be like, to me, it's a deal breaker. Like, you're not really respecting my time. Like, I took time off to come. Picked up the food. Spend- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Like, I, I, offering her food, the niche beer. Right. Well, yeah. She said, I guess she thought it wasn't a deal breaker, but I guess he uh, didn't have a huge anger problem. So that was, <laughs> <laughs> was a that was huge a- catch. That, yeah, yeah. I, as long as they slow to anger. Um, let's do one more. You ready? Okay. Red flag or deal breaker? He's 29 and doesn't know which foods are fruits or vegetables. Like he legitimately thought an apple was a vegetable. I don't buy that. Right. That seems very odd. Like, is he in kindergarten? Yeah. I. <laughs> nobody, think he's fucking with her? I think, he's, I, I, I think sometimes people like, there's this like stupidity elevation that people do like not knowing makes them better than other people. Right. And I think this guy got like caught in a situation where he was trying to sound cool and funny. And he's like, I don't know any fruits and vegetables. Who cares? Like to me, calling a tomato, a vegetable is a legitimate mistake. Right. I think that's fine. That's fine. When you say apple, I go, that's someone who goes, yeah, tomato, that's a vegetable. That's a, that's a vegetable. And then they go apple vegetable too. And you go, well, hold on. Two different things. Apple is too classic of a fruit. Yeah, you can't. Apple a day keeps the, you know, the, the, the doctor. Fucking, doctor, yeah, come on. Would you rather date someone who didn't know that an apple was a fruit or someone who didn't know that who Kim Kardashian was? Um, I don't want to date either of them. I, I, <laughs> the, you have I to guess date I would, one of them. I guess I would rather the person that doesn't know who Kim Kardashian is, but because I, the other scenario is like you, basic life I, skills. Yeah. Not knowing an apples or fucking fruit. Like, get right. out of here. Like, how is that person going to raise your children? Yeah. What do we, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. What you, what do you think? Red flag or deal breaker? If they really didn't know what an, then an apple was a fruit, it's probably a deal breaker. But like, I think I agree with you. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. What did uh, not to change the subject? We're about to end this. Kim on SNL. What'd you think? 
I didn't I didn't watch it. Was it good? Oh, she was great. Sorry. <laughs> you thought yeah. she was good? Okay. Yeah, she was great. Um, well, good for her. I think we solved. Yeah, I was happy for. Her. Yeah. Uh, I was happy for her fans. If I'm really gonna be honest, like I thought her fans got fan? a real win. I, I I don't care. Um, I just have never. I've watched episodes and I've enjoyed. I I think Courtney's the worst. Um, okay. Like I, there's no one I would want to date less than Courtney. I think Kim's great. I think Chloe's great. I like the mom. You know, I, I, I'm into it. I, I'm okay with that. Love the mom. I do. think yeah, she makes all your is, holiday tweets. Every holiday, I I have a thing with the mom. I would say that it was a big win for the fans. Like it's a hard thing to say you're a Kardashian fan because someone can always make you feel like it's frivolous and shallow. But like I thought her doing well in SNL like makes the fans feel good. Like I I, th- I kind of thought that was very sweet. Okay, well go so, Kim. That was my, go That's Kim. <laughs> this is a pro Kim uh, a pro Kim podcast, and um, yeah. we saw dating. So Kim, if we you did. if you need help finding your next uh, date. Yeah, Come if on the you podcast. want to be our special guest, we can have you on December 8th along with <laughs> our 1,200 fans that are at Town Hall. Get those tickets. Go to betches.co slash youuplive21 and get those tickets and uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at youuppod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Lee. Lee creates denim that gets better with age. The ones you reach for to feel your best again and again. Their denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Rider Jean jacket is the OG. What every other brand has copied for decades. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com. That's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Betches.